this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. I can has trench foot. Oh my god. Girl, <laughs> girl shut up. <laughs> After finally making it back to Alkenstar. You had just entered the Steaming Kingdom. Uh, the Steaming Kingdom is this speakeasy plus bathhouse run by a person named Vivelle Ramsley, a rival of your rival, Mugland. It seems like he's been able to actually reverse engineer Pyronite somehow and is going to test it on the Steaming Kingdom to get back at uh, Miss Ramsley. The outlaws arrive at a snazzy speakeasy called the Steaming Kingdom. There's this thick, sweet-smelling steam that accumulates almost like thunderheads near the ceiling. It's about 10 feet tall, but it's kind of warehouse built where it's tall, but you see like these pipes going everywhere. There's no like proper ceiling. Eleanor quickly pats down the already starting to frizz hair. To warn Miss Vivelle Ramsley about Muglin's dastardly scheme. Uh, and a lady steps in. <laughs> oh, she's so cool looking. Um, and she says, you must be the uh, folks I've been sent to meet with about some sort of attack on my establishment. Yes, ma'am. It's about to get steamy. The sexy jazz is the fucking cantina theme. <laughs> yeah. And and dirty talk is Misa been a bad girl. No. <laughs> Spooky, scary gabites and shivers down your spine. Boom, boom, boom. Shrieking ghouls will eat your flesh. Welcome back to Derek's tour of the inner sea, everybody. Finish it. I I ran out of creative steam. Finish trying to move. I know that when this episode comes out, it will be like December twenty seventh. Oh, so it'll be right after Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're going to be talking about dead things. Yep. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Let's talk about the undead nation again. But you know, go ahead and get your uh, you know Nightmare Before Christmas playing on the background or whatever because we're recording this in the middle of October and we're going to talk about about Geb today on our tour of the inner sea. Because our time frame is more important than yours. That's right. Uh, but today we're going to talk about Geb. Uh, actually, we're going to be breaking away from our current tour, which uh, I know every other week uh, it's kind of gotten hard, hard to follow the tours that's been yeah. going along. But we had been moving through Taldor and then Cheliax and then, you know, kind of that whole area in history. We were going to go around and, and do all the, the things that were Taldor, then were Cheliacs and have split off. But we'll get back to that at a Are later point in time. Are we stepping away from the Inner Sea entirely? No, we're no. still in the Inner Sea region. Okay. We're just moving from the northern continent of Avistan towards the southern continent of Gurund, which is, if you want a rough analog, is like the Africa analog. But it really isn't a good sub-in because it's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, and more specifically, we're going to be going into the Impossible Lands, which is kind of the southeastern quadrant of Gurund um, that is very well documented in the second edition uh, book, Lost Omens, Impossible Lands. We actually covered this book when it came out because it's dang old cool. Um, and, and that bit we talked about Nex, Geb, Alkenstar, and the Mana Wastes. A little bit, but we're going to make a full-on tour of the Inner Sea stop in Geb. Uh, if you're looking at the map of the Inner Sea region, uh, Geb is going to be kind of in the bottom uh, right 
at the very southern bit of the Impossible Lands. North of Geb is the Mana Wastes and Alkenstar, and the north of that is Nex. What's the uh, 4chan map for Geb? Oh, oh that's God. great. I have it right here. The new one says Necromancy Nation. That's nice and simple. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. The old one says... Uh, also wizards. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. They're just different types of wizards. Yeah, basically. Just dead wizards. Yeah. Um, so, but Desserts. before we, before um, we, d- actually, there are also living people there. Oh my goodness. Before we dive into <laughs> Geb itself, I um, want to go. Actually, um, hang on. I'm actually. Hey, don't steal my Keith voice. <laughs> I want to go into a kind of a history of the impossible lands because the history like long past of Geb is also the history of all the other stuff around here. Um, the ancient history, like a lot in Pathfinder, can be somewhat nebulous, which is a great word. Mm-hmm. Very nebulous. Um, but it's your typical, there used to be the serpent folk uh, and the cyclops <clears throat> empires of like the ancient past. Drow? Remember what you said? No, no, no. This is not the serpent folk replacing them underground. This has been okay. in one lore. Okay, good. It's okay. These are sanctioned <laughs> serpent folk. Sanctioned, sanctioned serpent folk. folk. Oh, the, good. the okay Sneeple. Yeah. So basically in a lot of old Pathfinder history, there was like, <laughs> before there was people being dominant, before there were serp- serpent folk. Say, before there were the OGL problems. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Before there were OGL problems. <laughs> and then after what the serpent folk came like this cyclops empire called the Golgon. Um, but both of those where they usually have like settlements or somewhere in the ancient history of a place, they only really have like outposts here, like colony outposts, no actual settlements or cities. Um, other than that, there is a strange unknown people. Like the there's not a lot of history for these things because there's just not a lot of surviving documents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, these people are called the statue builders because they left behind a lot of different humanoid statues in different That's places. That's kind of cool. Um, this believed to be some sort of humans that were later incorporated into Osirian, which is the main place where history starts in the Impossible Lands because it's when things start being documented. Osirian, where history began. Osirian, this is where history begins. Stop. <laughs> um, Osirian, if you don't know, we'll do another proper tour of the Inner Sea on that uh, at a later date. I wanted to jump down to the stuff we're actually in because it's kind of relevant and it's it's fun to like look at it through the lens of the Torah and the Inner Sea. But Assyrian is kind of your Egypt analog. Ancient Assyrian was a very powerful uh, empire. Modern like Assyrian has uh, not nearly what it used to be, but it's still around and relevant. Um, it's but, a tourist destination. But at the height of Assyrian rule, this area was called the Southern Reach. Um, it's very fertile land and a very prosperous region because of it. Um, and because of that, they were prone to rebellions by like uh, governors, which were called nomarchs, which is fun. That's the word fun I learned new today. Word. Uh, it's basically a provincial governor in ancient Egypt. Oh. That's what that word comes from. But they were called nomarchs. They would like try to line their they pockets. They were all gnomes. No, no. <laughs> they yes. would basically these regional <laughs> governors were trying to line their pockets by not paying tribute or you know diverting the resources back to the Assyrian like homeland. Um, and a lot of these rebellions in small kingdoms that would pop up would just get smooshed by Assyrian, uh, like, forces coming down. Um, there was one notable exception. I don't want to go into this too much because we'll be here forever. But there was this, uh, like, person called the Queen of Ebon Feathers. Uh, Ebon as an ebony. And she had, like, a long reign. And in the Assyrian history is, like, decried as some sort of, like, 
very evil god worshiping figure because she like lived for 400 years and like that's a very average elf spin right but it, just, it was a, it was a human lady um but she actually set up her like kingdom near modern uh Mechatar, which is the capital of geb and it's kind of a somewhat of a lineage between the two but ultimately her empire gets thrown down even though it's the longest lasting one um and then i think in terms of like year numbers around Mechatar sounds like a robotic minotaur doesn't it it kind of does which sounds awesome and i need to see <laughs> art of a robotic minotaur uh, in terms of timeline around uh negative 1400 ar is whenever she uh the queen of ebon feathers was dealt with and about 300 years later, around 1100, negative 1100, is when this king or a pharaoh of Assyrian, uh, Pharaoh Kinnaton, halted Assyrian's slow decline. So this is like a long time ago, and ancient Assyrians already starting to like crumble under its weight as an empire. He reunited the southern reaches of the empire. Um, and then he also like persecuted and expelled a bunch of the rebellious warlords and mages uh, that were in this area. But born during this time was a uh, Assyrian named Geb. He was born in the capital of Assyrian, which sounds like the famous Monty Python quote, what is the capital of Assyria? But it's spelled different. Shut up. Um, uh, he was born in Sothis, which was the capital, um, to a noble house. And I'm just actually going to read from the book Lost Omens Impossible Lands here. Uh, a lesser son of one of Sothis's greatest noble houses, Geb, Geb's appointed role in his life was to become a wizard and mortuary priest so that he may better support his family's ambitions to the throne. Though brilliant, determined, and ruthless, Geb couldn't save his house when it went against the favorite of the gods, uh, which was the pharaoh. He was known as, like, the favored by the gods. Uh, Kenneton sundered the family's armies, entombed alive their leaders, and sent the rest into exile. Most vanished uh, from the face of history, but not Geb. Traveling from Sothis to the southernmost reaches of what the Assyrians considered the civilized world, Geb arrived in the port town of Mechatar. There's that city again. Old home of the queen of Ebon Feathers. He tarried there for a little while before <laughs> politely asking the nomarch of the province to make him king. When the provincial governor laughed at the young upstart, Geb tore the nomarch's soul from his body. Oh. In short order, Geb was crowned king of a new country, which he named after himself and his I mean, lost house. To be fair, he was polite. He yeah. was very polite about it. Uh, I kind of like that. that. That That's he's actually official the, uh, in here. He's got the PC vibe to him. It's like... yeah politely asks make me no. a king oh, okay okay well no the guy didn't say no he laughed he at laughed him. he was rude uh-huh mm -hmm. that's why i don't like most of the npcs in Baldur's gate because they don't give me exactly what i want right whenever i want it which <clears throat> is respect and that weird thing that Shadowheart has uh, uh, uh -huh. anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> After a while, you know, Geb, <laughs> Geb becomes its own nation. We know it in current Pathfinder lore as being a nation of the undead with a lich or ghost king, right? Yeah. That's where it is today. But it wasn't always like that. It was a normal nation of living people. There was a, you know, necromancer wizard in power, but undeath, undead were only used for like menial labor, like, uh, but not like widespread. Uh, and it was very a relatively peaceful nation. Until that bitch next showed up. Mm, next. Next. <laughs> Ugh. 
Next, uh, we're going to get okay. into next in our next tour of the inner sea. Our uh-huh. next tour? I'll shoot you. Uh-huh. We get to find Jacob, out about Gabby's boyfriend. A pun damage. We get to find out about Geb's boyfriend next. He took five. Five pun damage for Jacob. <laughs> but basically, Nex shows up and he has his own nation north of Geb, also split off of Assyrian. Um, and they just hate each other. Uh, there's a lot more we can get into the history of why, but it's kind of unknown exactly why. They I, just kind of hate each other. I believe it's insinuated that they're, they both realized they were each powerful wizards. Yeah. And they started off small, comparing power, with, and they just quickly amped up the stakes yeah. to all-out war. Supposedly, um, according to the his- historiography of the thing, Nex, like, blockaded Geb's, like, exports to the Golden Road, which is, like, a major mm-hmm. trade route, and that kind of started all this up. Either way, they go to war for a yeah. thousand years. Very long And time. it's not active the whole time, but it's, like, a bunch of ceasefires and quick, brutal, magical wars, basically. And... At the end of that, you're, we left with the way things kind of are. You have the mana wastes, which is the result of all that war. Um, and my notes here said, at the end of the war, Nex destroyed most of Geb using magical WMD. <laughs> but uh, Una reverse, want- Geb raises the population as undead, and it becomes the land of undead we know today. I want magical WMD. <laughs> can, can we define the I- acronym? Weapons of, Weapons mass, of destruction. mass destruction. Okay, thank you. Uh, then not only did that spell raise his own people as the dead, it was the first, it was the counterattack that led Nex into retreating. Exactly. Uh, Geb basically uh, responded by summoning this deadly fog to cover Quantium, which is the capital of Nex. Quantium is such a cool name, though. Yeah. Such a cool name. And of course, because his forces and people are all undead, it doesn't matter to them. It yep. wouldn't kill them. And then Nex vanished, and the war kind of just petered out next vanished and geb lost interest and went home basically <laughs> that is more I'm or less tired. what's happening Can I, go home? I don't know anybody at this party anymore yeah i'm gonna leave and then geb is distraught by not having gotten to finish off his 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 rival um and he committed ritual suicide yeah but ended up returning as a ghost bound to the world because he had not finished off his mortal enemy yep and that has Unfinished been Unfinished business? The Girl, I'm not gonna lie. This just sounds like the messiest breakup. Yeah, basically. Uh, and this has basically been the state of things for 4,000 years. There's a ghost king in charge of Geb. You stop that. Blood mist. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but for 4,000 <laughs> years, it's basically been like this. There's a ghost king in charge of Geb. Uh... <laughs> But as time has gone on, Geb has lost interest in running his kingdom and has been replaced uh, in terms of day-to-day operations by a couple different things, but well, more notably the Blood Lords, this like noble ruling class that kind of keep the country running. Oh, also, can we talk about the Blood Lords, like the, the cover, or I think the first one, where it's just this, you know, definitely not Strahd. You're talking about uh, the adventure uh, path. Yes, 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 yes. And that's not the first book. Oh, okay. Well, th- one of them. <laughs> I haven't read these, just in case. One of them. I know, right? I'm going to play Blood Lord. Uh-huh. I'm just looking up some Blood Lord stuff. I was like, I want to be yeah. a Blood Lord. Blood Lord is a really cool adventure <laughs> path. I'm not done. <laughs> so, there is, on one of the books, uh, a definitely not Strahd that has a whole six head. And I am 
thrilled with it. This man's, do you remember those like, uh, you might remember this cat. Um, back in the day, there used to be like ponytail bump stuffers. Oh, yes. Like they looked like combs that were hollow on the inside yep. that you put underneath it. And if you didn't have them, you took like a bit, like the little sock-like pantyhose yeah. to do it with. Oh, he looks like he's wearing one of those, except it's just his hair brushed back. So his head comes to like a point. So he's got that poof that uh-huh. they, the girls a always bouffant. had. Yes. Anyways, that's all. I needed to drag this Dracula. His hair is stupid. And I, love I know, it. right? <laughs> you need to send me a picture. I want to see the poof. It's book six's cover. Yeah, I'll, I'll Damn, put I was the whole way off. Yep. Oh, sorry. I also got distracted looking for the cover art because I saw one of the books had the Field of Maidens in it. Can, yep. can I bring that up? distracted me. Can I bring up a cool point about Geb that I found? Cat's cool fact. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Geb has a warm climate with moisture-rich winds from the Obari Ocean, creating a grassland well-suited to agriculture. So one of the major exports of Geb is food stuff because they don't really need it. Yeah. 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 Actually, most of the food stuff exported in this area of the world comes from Geb. Yep. I, if I understand correctly, a lot of the food imported to Absalom comes from Geb because they don't need it. And they have mindless undead working their fields. Yes. Oh, yeah. If this was like, if it's fucking damp there all the time, you know that those mindless undead are moldering. They are constantly damp. They are disgusting. And I bet it's... Yeah. Have you ever driven by a hog farm? The, are, I can imagine oh my that goodness, like a, more like times a zombie you need farm to know. would be even worse. There are people whose jobs are to upkeep the mindless undead, so it might not be as bad. What a terrible job. Well, I mean, it's what they do. That would <laughs> splash a little formaldehyde on them. It's a living. It's, it's a living. It's a living for them. Um, Negative energy's on, y'all. But that's kind of how we got to where Geb is today. Um, as far as some cool things about... Uh, the nation of Geb, uh, of course, is run by the ghost king himself. It, apparently, he can't well. leave <laughs> the capital of the city. Gosh, he's got to be bored as hell. Some curse has bound him there, and he keeps he hires like experts and scholars to try and figure this out. Hires meaning if you don't help him, you go live in his dungeon until you do want to help him. Well, you know, I know he does rule, rule it now. Yeah, now. Uh, there was uh, well, you asked me to look up some fun things about Geb as well. I think one of my favorite things is that after Geb like became a nation of the undead, the knights of Ozim, which are people who are like they're very paladin like. They fight the undead, they fight evil. They went out of their way to go attack Geb. They sent six of their like strong knights. He killed them and in return sent them hmm. back to Last Wall and kidnapped no didn't kidnap, stole the body of the former herald of Aroden <gasps> and turned her into a lich. Yeah. He spent a year and a day specifically dragging her soul back from the great beyond and then years forcing her into a lich and then had her run his his uh, nation until fairly recently, which is why he is now running the nation again, because she done R-U-N-N-O-F-T uh, <laughs> and got her own freedom somehow. Um, yeah, it's awesome, though. Like. I don't know. There's just so much history around it, and it's so ridiculous and weird. A nation of undead people is kind of a weird thing on its own. There are actually living people there, but to, like, have rights, you have to be guarded or under the protection of a blood lord. Yes. Um, Otherwise, you are basically just food. Yeah, it was—that's one of the— 
points in um in the Mektar stat block as favorite food. And Geb's undead capital living beings who don't have the protection of the powerful blood lords are held in low regard and are at risk of simply being devoured. Yucko nasto. Just like if you don't have protection, that ghoul's like, man, I'm hungry. I'm gonna snack on you. <laughs> You're basically just like a wild animal to the land of the undead. Now, those that do have protection do have reasonable rights uh, for living people, but you have to have the protection <laughs> of a faction. You can have and some rights, you even do not, though your heart is still beating. Yeah. You do not want to be a living person who dies in Geb. No, because you are. if you live in Geb and you die, the state basically gets to raise you as an undead and do whatever they want with your body for like labor purposes. Yep. And that's the Don't law. Don't die and get. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a, it's such another fun flavored evil place because there's just just nothing good there. Yeah, literally nothing. And it's all undead, and you know, having to risk your life simply by being there. Um, it's like you know, beautiful fields of luscious plants, which with are roving zombies. With roving zombies to take care of them. Yeah, and like. It's it's a very very interesting twist on quote quote evil nation in a fantasy setting. Yeah, and I I kind of like it a lot. Uh, in terms of religion, uh, as you might expect if you're familiar with the Pathfinder pantheon, uh, they worship Urgothoa, which is the goddess of undeath. Yep, um, makes sense. Quite she a lot. Is so cool looking, but she is so fucking off the walls. Oh yeah. However, yeah. I support her because I think women should have hobbies. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hobbies. God forbid women have hobbies. Looks at this person just absolutely mauling the shit out of a corpse. You know, hobbies. hobbies. I actually have some art since we were talking about Mechatar. Uh, there's art in this book that is super sick uh, of the like giant pyramid in it. Um, I'll show it to you guys and the oh, audience. Yeah. Ooh, dude. Vampires. Spooky. Look at the little dude in the bottom part. The little duding skeleton dude. in the bottom there. Wait, how can a skeleton play a horn, which requires air, which requires lungs, the skeleton doesn't have? Just accept. Don't crush my dreams. It forces its magic that causes its bones to move through the horn, and then it just kind of returns to it. So it's magic air. Yeah. They're Uh, kites. All all skeletons are kites. Um, I will accept it. And then uh, another interesting place in this uh, in the nation of Geb is a place called the Axen Wood. Running through most of central Geb, just north of the Axnir River, this forest is still ravaged from the ancient magical war between Nex and Geb. Many trees Oof. within the Axen Wood are dead or twisted into shapes that resemble people who fail to escape some great cataclysm. Oh. oh my god! This ghastly sight isn't far from the truth. When once dryads populated these woods, the sudden destruction of their trees turned these beings into ghostly shells of who they were, and now they wander aimlessly begging anyone they encounter to help them find their beloved oaks. Which is kind of horrifying. There's actually some art of this as well. Walking oh, yeah. through the woods Dude, and... It's a messed up unicorn. Walking through the woods in, the, in Geb and one of the trees says, Have you seen my birdies? <laughs> There's the... 
I speak for the trees, and the trees speak, Geb. <laughs> There's a one that Jacob's referred to before, the Field of Maidens. This oh, large, mm-hmm. barren badland gets That's its name from the multitude of statues, all of warrior women scattered across its expanse. These lifelike representations aren't the work of master sculptors, but the result of the necromancer Geb's powerful magic. When the pirate queen, Mastrian Slash, arrived on the southern Ooh. plains with her army from the southern nation of Holomog, intent to take the area and make a home for themselves, Geb responded to the invasion by turning her entire army to stone. Since then, ambitious <laughs> opportunists have uh, transported individual statues off the field to sell as war memorabilia all over Galarian. Occasionally, the spirit of a fallen warrior will find its way to its stony body, turning it into a stone sister, an undead creature who stalks the fields, which is just kind of sick. This is like two small things, but the whole nation's got all these weird little undead quirks to it, and it's awesome. And for a nation as evil as Geb is, much like Warhammer 40k with the Tau, there's a group here that are semi-good. Yeah. A group of people who are fighting for, I believe they're the Quick Dead Coalition. Cousin Geb, if you're alive, you're considered the quick. And if you're an intelligent undead, you're considered the dead. You know, the quick and the dead. Mm-hmm. Basically uh, a Western. Basically a Western. Micah. Uh, they fight for more rights for the living. And they're trying to lift, I thought this was the funniest part, lift the national ban on channeling positive energy. So that, you know, living people can be healed magically as well. Yeah. That's not going over too great, <laughs> as you might expect. Um, but it's just so cool, man. I This makes me think of reading and preparing for this made me look at the Blood Lord's Adventure Path, which, again, is a whole six book, not even three-parter like we're playing, like one to 20 Adventure Path set in Geb, like... And then that Adventure Path came out of the Book of the Dead, like, rules book. So you can just dead-ass pun intended, play an undead character in it. And that sounds so cool. Um, Yeah. uh, But yeah, Geb is a really cool nation, and if you're just getting into Pathfinder lore and you want like a really fun, spooky nation or evil place uh, to get up to some mischief, Geb is a great place. I highly, highly recommend the Lost Omens Impossible Lands book yet again. It is probably my favorite Lost Omens book that's come out because it not only covers Geb, it also covers the Mana Wastes, Alkenstar, and Nex, and other stuff as well. It has a ton of content in it and, like, the best art in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the art for Geb alone is sick. And it's not just rules like a lot of the one stuff was. It is like full of things like, oh, here's culture. Here's what a day in Mechatar looks like schedule wise. Like it's the the details and day to day stuff you need as a GM to make some place come alive. Uh, and I think it's great. Personal favorite picture though. Mm-hmm. On page, is it the messed up unicorn? One forty four. There is a wrestling match between multiple skeletons and a four armed giant. Oh, that's kind of cool. This. Big bone share. Big bone. Oh my. With actual wrestling ring. Yeah, like an That's actual with cool. like roped corners and all that. Is that like a four armed frost giant? Uh, that's what it looks like. It's uh it's the Gebbian four five dollar wrestling. Five gold wrestling. <laughs> Gebite? I don't know if what, that'd be Gebite? five what bucks. Is that? Gebite? What is that? Is it probably a Gebite? It's Gebite. Okay. That's the dunonym, I think is the word for that. Oh dunonym. Yeah. <laughs> Fun word. 
we can't just keep showing pictures, but like, look at this one on the left right side. I love that man. With the shocked expression because <gasps> a rat crawling out of the other guy's head. I love that they gave him eyes specifically for this. <laughs> yes. And also the guy at the bar being startled by a hand serving drinks on a tray. The, 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 the one living one? guy? Uh, yeah, right there. Uh, this is page 151. That's beautiful. Just like they, they have so much fun adding undead to the city. Y'all, if y'all interested in this region at all, get this book. If you can't like get the book physically, get the PDF because this is the best. Like pilfer this content for your home games, dude, because this is great. Um, anyway, that's uh, about all we have to say about Geb before we you know go on for an hour and forget to actually play this game because Geb is the best. Uh, and now that the war was over, that thousand-year war was over centuries before the Starstone was raised. Actually, Starstone was raised after the war was, or before the war was over, but that's neither here nor there. The Wizard Kings, Nex and Geb, uh-huh, 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 warred with one another, <laughs> scarring the land between them into a devastated, Stop unstable that. magic wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the mana wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here, the desperate group, Hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Gunshot noises. Boom. So before we get into our recap in the normal bit of our episode here, we have something special we're going to do today. I'm going to set a quick scene. Um, we see in the barrel and bullet, Suvu sobbing deep into her cups that you guys left her and we didn't have a fun scene to say goodbye. She could have come with us. That's a joke. Oh. We're not actually, she's not actually upset because you probably did say goodbye. We just moved on too fast. <laughs> yeah. True that. Because we spent all our time at the farm. We couldn't deal with the people that we've been with for, for like a week. No, we just That's had okay. to go see somebody's mommy. That's okay. That's fine. We all make mistakes in the heat of passion, Jimbo. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, but no, we're going to go to the Ferris Quarter, which is on Smokeside. It's uh, kind of the area where you've been hanging out. Uh, the Barrel and Bullet is in the Ferris Quarter. We see a familiar-looking part of town, uh, perhaps one that we saw in another flashback when uh, someone else's letter was delivered at a door. But we also see the same courier uh, going up, knocking on a door, slipping the letter through like the little hatch. Um, this time on a different house with a different knocker. Uh, and opening the door, we see a uh, somewhat older-looking elven man. Not old, old, because elves live quite a long time. Uh, he looks kind of hunched over a little bit, though. A little crotchety. Uh, he has, like, you know, a nice dress shirt with a vest uh, on. Uh, and he bends down, picks up the letter, and opens it and starts to read. Father, I know I upset you when I left home. I made my choice, and I shall persist until either I join my dear Alonzo in death or slay Loveless myself. Ever since I returned from my first adventure, I must confess that my simple life as the Tanner's daughter felt insufficient. It was not until I met Alonzo that I felt alive again. I cannot languish in the very shop where I met him, trying to pretend like my life can continue as it were. My companions and I have learned of a far larger, more perilous plot. I must prevent more death and more heartache such as my own. 
Perhaps in this fight, I shall discover a new purpose and find my joy again. With love, your daughter, Eleanor. Uh, the man, the elven man, looks at it. He almost looks confused and uh, puts the letter down, like, looks back and forth. He's pacing, but you can almost see that he's got, like, a glint in his eye. Some sort of, what is that, a tear? He, he brushes it off. Ah, it's just allergies acting up again. He oh. seems upset by this letter. Elves don't get allergies. Perhaps it's a letter from no, someone he has... Beards. It's a letter he has... But he's gotten from someone he hasn't heard from in quite a long time. And I'll give Cat a bottle cap. Ooh, yay! Mark it on your sheet. So don't have one next to me. Uh, for that awesome letter. Um, Here's a letter. Dear sister, by the time you read oh, this, you I'll be dead. That. You stop that. <laughs> this is how I what think it's going to happen. This, this took a lot of... Um, Gumption, because the last time I wrote a letter, a couple episodes later, my character died. All right, so what are you thinking for your next one so I can get started on the art? <laughs> I am trusting that that was story and Eleanor sticks around. Uh, next character is just going to be a full-on fighter. You're tired of rolling low. <laughs> Honestly, I though, said die. Swashbuckler rolling low with this, I, I get full, um, full of my precision. 3d6 is nothing to shake a stick at. We keep bringing it up, but it's just the meme. Swashbuckler, I roll, I miss. I finish her finishing strike. I do four damage. Fighter, I roll, I critically hit. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Swashbucklers are just like... It's like you give a gymnast a sword. I was waiting. At, to be fair, the example I'm about to bring up was luck. But I was I was listening to Glass Cannon has a new campaign, and they have a fighter. I was like, it's level one. Let's listen to them critically hit in the oh first yeah. fight. Yep. Sure enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was the first fight, but there was like two criticals back in a roll, and one of them was not, not a natural 20. Oh. It's beautiful. Um, I love a good fighter. Or a gunslinger, too. Yeah. Uh, when we last left our brave group of adventurers, uh, you were about to enter, or you had just entered the Steaming Kingdom. Uh, the Steaming Kingdom is this speakeasy plus bathhouse run by a person named Vivelle Ramsley, a rival of your rival, uh, Mugland. Mugland hasn't been seen around town since he broke into Kosawana's workshop. And uh, your contact, your... Uh, sponsor really, Phoebe Dunsmith says, is because the Gilded Gunners, which he's been working with, uh, he's in so much debt with them that they have uh-huh. him kind of hostage. But according to Kosawana and also Phoebe's research, it seems like he's been able to actually reverse engineer Pyronite somehow and is going to test it on the Steaming Kingdom to get back at uh, Miss Ramsley, um, hoping perhaps to curry enough favor, score enough loot to pay off his debts. Um, Ms. Ramsley doesn't seem to be too bothered uh, by this uh, threat from Phoebe's like telling of this to you. So mm-hmm. you guys have come in here to... Uh, uh, we're we're going to convince her. You hopefully convince her, but also potentially just be here whenever it happens because you don't know where the Gilded Gunner's secret hideout is. So perhaps if you can get information out of some of these people or just simply follow them back, you could find out exactly where Mugland is hiding out. And you have come in here now. You had to buy some gear. I think Eleanor bought a fancy sword cane. Yes. Um, 
which is pretty sick, so you could smuggle it in. Chester bought a fancy robe. <laughs> trench coat. A trench coat. Cowboy trench coat. Which, he honestly, a fancy shirt. what you probably needed for a while with all the for ridiculous amount of bombs you have. Mm-hmm. I'd seen this item earlier and forgot about it because I couldn't afford it, or we were <laughs> too low a level. But now. Now you has. Now I has. Um, I can has. I do has. Can has trench coat. <gasps> I can uh, has trench coat. <gasps> I can has trench foot. Oh my god, girl, <laughs> girl, shut up! I didn't want to mention it because you seem to trigger every time I say trench foot. That was for you. That was for the boys. But earlier today, we were at a small fair, and it was raining the whole time, and I wore sandals because I don't have rain boots. I tried to and convince him to wear Crocs. remember thinking to myself, if I don't change my shoes, I'm going to get trench foot. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> That's what school taught me, that and mitochondria. Yeah. The powerhouse of the cell. Yep. Powerhouse of the cell. Uh, Psych here didn't need to get any equipment because you just have your magic hands. Mm-hmm. Magic Magical hands. healing hands. They're okay. Weird fleshy magic hands. Yeah. I no, they're not alre- fleshy. I have already learned the weakness of my flesh. Thank you. Squish, squish. And uh, before we get into what you're doing here, I want to do one more thing <gasps> because I almost forgot about it. We have some art. I will hopefully have already talked about this on Bonus Banter to be more time relevant. Mm-hmm. But for those who don't listen to Bonus Banter, we have some art, some fan art of our crew oh, from season yeah. one. And I want to share it with all of you. I know you've all seen it, but I want to share it with them and, and you again. Season one of Outlaws of Star. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah, this is from season one because we got Alonzo there, Schneef Snorf, Wimble Bimble. Ah. We got Chester in his overalls. Uh, he has a rapier, though, which is a little weird. I thought he did originally have until one. We, until we got the whip, he had a until rapier. Until he got the whip, That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then there's Psyche here. Which is why it's so out of, uh, like, out of left field seeming, because that happened pretty early on. I, I've seriously been considering swapping back to the rapier because the whip only does non-lethal, but, you know, that extra five feet of reach. It is nice. Yeah. Uh, it also fits your cowboy vibe a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. yeah it really does. That, what would Psykir do? You can't play with Psykir if you have a rapier. Well, I mean, it's just a bit dangerous. Uh, and then in this image, Psykir <laughs> is just basically a Adeptus Mechanicus. But green. Legally distinct. Looks also I love the shockingly green. a lot like Doctor Doom. Yeah. yeah. With and the his green robe. Ears. I yeah. love the ears. But I love they this. also seem to have a halo that is a cogwheel. This yeah. is uh, from our friend Michael Howe. Uh, you can find him. We'll have links to his stuff in the description. But he did this just on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is the coolest thing his on earth. His style is really distinct and I love it. Very comic book. He also nailed Alkenstar's cityscape in mm-hmm. the background. Like that's not trivial. And he, he got it exactly right. <laughs> know what else he nailed shockingly which mm-hmm. is probably 100% unintentional but that mica skull yeah that looks that exactly looks, like mica that looks exactly, exactly like mica like the mica's angels yeah we're yeah. Yeah, Micah. yeah yeah that is shockingly exactly how he looks yeah I love how he did the ears for Psykir it, it needs some emo hair that's about it that's about it all right, but now why don't we hop back in? Now that we're forty minutes into this hop recording, back oh into the imagination sphere. Let's hop back oh, into yeah. the steaming kingdom, the uh, imagination orb. Ooh. so we can ponder it. Oh, let me put on. Let me put on some more appropriate music for this. Some venue. sexy jazz. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I was going for is cognitive that, dissonance. Is that sexy to you? I was going for cognitive dissonance. 
The sexy jazz is the fucking cantina theme. Yeah. And and dirty talk is Misa been a bad girl. No. <laughs> I hate you now because you just gave me a bad mental I, image. You know, canonically, until the Disney thing happened, the uh, cantina music. Uh, as a genre. It was called Jizz. It was called Jizz in Star Wars canon. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas. You, you wild card. Weird. Girl, what the fuck? Uh, but you guys are now in this uh, this speakeasy slash bathhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I described oh. it as like thick like blankets of steam kind of linger over everything. Yeah. Bath easy or speak house, if you will. Sure. Why this, not? This squeak easy. <laughs> I like it. Uh, you, there's this thick, sweet-smelling steam that accumulates almost like thunderheads near the ceiling. It's about 10 feet tall, but it's kind of warehouse built where it's tall, but you see like these pipes going everywhere. Uh, there's no like proper ceiling. Eleanor quickly pats down the already starting to frizz hair. Yeah. And you guys, we didn't get into this, but you were checked like patted down on the way in. Yeah. Um, but because all of you actually listened to your like bit of research, Wait. you didn't have any weapons removed. Did you transfer your runes to your sword cane? Doesn't that cost money to do? It costs yes. money and I don't want to transfer them. She wants to keep using Al's I want rapier. to keep using... This is the only, comp, only time where I'm going to use it. Uh, it okay, might... Jacob, I also don't have the money to do it right okay. now. Okay, all right. I would have had to have dipped into the party pool again. Buying okay. oh, buying so the armor... It's okay, I believe you. Rune just about made me a pauper. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the ones that you flip inside it's out a, and put down on the desk? You have two runes on the rapier, right? <laughs> yeah... It's going to hurt not having the rapier. Trust me. How uh, much does it cost to transfer? So it costs 10% of its price, according ah. to Nethys. Um, if you want striking, you have a striking that's 65 gold pieces, so it would cost you 6 gold, 5 silver, um, plus a potency. Well, I do have the wealth, but I hate to take it off of my, my wonderful rapier. So is that 16 gold? No, that's armor. Weapon potency would be... Uh, three gold, five silver. So that would be a total of ten gold. Could I transfer them back after this and just pay for it? Yeah, yeah. Then I pay for it and do that just in case. That's all right. You could there always retire Al's sword, make it a make it a monumental piece rather than like a actively used. Well, we'll see how she feels. She's trying to come to terms with things. Yeah. But uh, Jacob might be right. I might need every bit of help I can get. Uh-huh. But yet, uh, just I'll be- transfer them. Because everything you're using is light and How much would that cost again? 10 gold, exactly. Okay. Um, That's worth it. Add wealth. I'm going to add Isn't negative wealth. Nice to be able to do that. It is so nice. That way you're not stuck with yeah. using only one weapon. It is a pain in the butt in first edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, because your sword cane is concealable and and I and I should say that she is using it like a fancy cane. That's awesome. And wearing her hat, so she looks extra spiffy. I don't suppose they let Chester bring his whip in, did they? Uh, what is the bulk on the whip? <coughs> Jacob's passing me a single real U.S. dollar. <laughs> I found it in my pocket. Uh, uh, Are you trying to bribe the DM? You can't even buy a, gal- a half a gallon of gas with that. Uh, the whip is a... I don't know. That's like half a Kit Kat. Not even. 
Uh, like, you couldn't even get a drink at McDonald's with that anymore. Cat mm-hmm. is half a Kit Kat. <laughs> hey, oh, I, I could Lord. identify with that. Uh, I could be half a Kit Kat. The bulk is one. Okay, so I'll read what you found out again. Uh, weapons with the concealable trait uh, and one-handed firearms in a concealed holster are easy to sneak in. Players and characters can bring in such weapons unchallenged. You can also bring in weapons of light bulk by succeeding at a DC 24 stealth check. Holy shit. conceal an object. But I don't have to conceal the cane. You don't even have to do it because When Chester walks up, he has the whip perfectly visible. Uh, Is he just going to let let people hold on to it? What did you talk about? Why? No weapons in here, sir. This ain't a weapon. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's got magic runes on it. Oh, it's. Oh, I see the confusion. He takes off and he waggles it to the air beside him. Psykir, do your thing. <laughs> this ain't a weapon. Watch. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's from Make a friend a here. Deception check. I love it. Come on, I don't have a great deception, but I needed to try. Did you roll poorly? Natural one. Do you want to use a hero point? <gasps> Do you have a hero point? You should I'm... use it. You should so use it. Rule of fun. Rule of fun. I'm gonna use a hero point. You're Jacob <laughs> using hero points on cat toys and mouse trap. Nineteen on the die for a total of twenty nine. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Oh, I went from a one to a nineteen. So Chester, uh, I'm going to say that you've also decorated this Yeah, I put feathers on the end feathers. of it. <laughs> it's like... Feathers right. and a jingly bell? That's the weirdest thing I've seen, but all right, you can, it's, it's fine. They pat you down a little extra harder. <laughs> Did you bring your musket? Uh, no. Do you have any other weapons? Uh, no, I do not, except for the stuff in my jacket, but they can't feel that. Yeah. And I did not bring my gun. I'm just they, bringing the gun. They reach in your trench coat and just like 50 bombs. Where did those come from? It's like a new gun off. The G mod ringing. <laughs> I got the weapon. All right, but uh, yeah. yeah, Eleanor, I, the, uh, do you try to bring anything but the sword cane in? Um, I could try to conceal a dagger. If they take it from me, it's not that big a deal. Uh, so I need to roll for it. You don't have to roll for a dagger. Um, well, actually, hold on. Let me look up. Is dagger concealable? Oh, wait. Are we able to go in with our armor? Uh, that was going to be a problem. You'll get weird looks. You can go in, but you're going to be under suspicion. You have light armor, though, right? I do. I have light leather. And I have explorer's clothing, so it's actually just clothing. That you're was my next question. suspicious at all. Actually, if you were wearing armor, they may have checked your pockets. So that's probably a good thing, yeah. Chester. Um... Dagger is light, so you'd have to make a check for that. Um, I'll make the check. Okay, so that's going to be a stealth check. All right, and if I don't make it, oh no, they took my dagger. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I forgot that was in my pocket. Oh, that's a that's a hat pin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll this. My stealth is 14. Okay, so that's pretty solid chance I rolled a 12. I got a 26. You get your dagger in just Yay, fine. Yay! I get a dagger! Hato. So I have a distance weapon because I can't... I'm not trying the gun. Alright. They're on the little what leg thing with all your daggers. It's hidden in her boot. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, and then... It's a bootleg dagger. Boot. <laughs> here. is there anything you're trying to get past them? No. Um, I'm trying to see how much my armor does. It's resilient padded armor. <laughs> Ooh, mm. that's your saves. Yeah. That's right. You got the resilient rune last time we mm-hmm. sat down, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, Congratulations, you bought a rune. You can't use it. <laughs> you I can. Mean, I'll, I'll read the thing again. It's padded armor and it's light. Mm. Armor yeah, is allowed within the steaming kingdom, but it attracts attention. If none of you are wearing heavy armor, right? No, no I'm just wearing leather armor. Yeah. So, and because she's the tanner's daughter, her armor looks good. Yeah. So it's more like if oh, things, he's a tanner. That's why he was hunched over. Yep. If things like uh, if you become under suspicion for something, it could um, make certain DCs harder. I'm really squishy without it. I'll deal with it. Yeah, you might need it. I need my armor, and and I don't have an obvious weapon either. No. I do walk with the cane, very fancy like. But it's like, here's anything. You're just wearing armor. Is it, you don't really have anything to sneak by, right? No. All right, cool. I'm trying to see what my AC is without my armor. Ah, it's probably going to be one less, but the bigger thing is it also gives you a bonus to your saves, uh, which is a big old deal. Yeah. I am not trying to go without my armor. I almost had Chester get a sword cane, and if he had done that, he would have come in with a pinstripe suit like a gangster. You. (laughs) Though uh, I probably did have to leave the buckler. Chester being a gangster with a pinstripe suit, but he always has his signature way too big hat. Yeah. is the dumbest thing. No, he needs pinstripe overalls. Oh, yeah. Would bucklers be too much attention? Bucklers would be too much, wouldn't they? I would say you can bring in armor and it'll attract attention, but a shield is a bit much. Yeah, I'll just leave the shield. Okay. I've got my nimble dodge. There you go. Uh, But now that you're in here... um, Mm -hmm. You also see above, this is, there's the steam, there's the pipes on the ceiling. You also see that there's a bar. Uh, above the bar, there's a menu. Uh, there's several different like boards that have food and drink listed, as well as the cost to access the baths. Uh, you'll remember that uh, Phoebe set up a like meeting for you with uh, Ms. Ramsley, which mm-hmm. is pretty hard to get. Um, you know that that's going to be in one of the private baths. Um, you have okay, like so we a need ticket to pay? for it. No, you already have oh, like okay. a ticket for it. Awesome. Uh, but if you want to get into the baths, there's a public room that is five silver per 15 minutes. There's a private room, uh, which is two gold for the same amount of time, 15 minutes. And what's our ticket for? A private room. Okay. Um, when is our meeting? Uh, it's, great word, nebulous. Uh, we can just get to it whenever you're ready, basically. Okay. Let's go set that up then. Yeah, let's do the meeting. But yeah, this is a pretty, it's a pretty nice little joint. It's very you know, calm, relaxed. There's people eating. Uh, you can see that there is a, what looks to be like a goblin lady uh, tuning some instruments on the stage Ooh. and has oh, like a clipboard. Um, there's a bunch of different patrons here. Uh, so do you want to just go straight to the bath? Uh, I want to go to the bar and take a quick look around. Okay. Just for anyone particularly interesting and Chester did uh, scope out the gilded one of the gilded gunners warehouse for a good little while looking for Muglin before we left sure Uh, he wants to see if there's right do what with the eye thing the little spiorb uh no he just watched it he he he, uh stalked himself because I don't think we had it at that point in time Mm. Um, he wants to see if there's any familiar faces here I want to join you at the bar so you don't look too out of place uh, okay. I like how we have generic human, generic, I think that's an elf, and generic goblin all throughout this room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's halfling with instrument and bartender. I and mean, that's what I see for right now. 
but just like generic people. I'm glad they're not Mercers. <laughs> they're not cultists. Exactly. Uh, so here we'll wait at the bar with them. You can make a perception check, Chester. All right. I could also attempt to aid by buying a drink to distract the, the bartender. I mean, I don't know how much distraction... Would it look too weird for him to be looking around that quizzitively? If he's just at the bar looking around, I don't think it's going to okay. be weird. But yeah. if you get up and like... You know. Also, I will pull out your out, magnifying glass and start going. This around. place is like oh, all Nancy Drew on this thing. Yeah, it's ran by gangsters, so it might not be odd for people to be perceptive here. Okay, you know, watching their back. I was gonna try to get I you a bonus. Got a fourteen on the die plus fifteen is twenty nine. So you guys are here. I think you came uh, in the like lunchtime time frame because mm-hmm. last night is when or yesterday afternoon you got back into Alkenstar. Mm-hmm. And you debriefed with Phoebe and did some stuff in the evening. So you came over here after shopping this morning. So it's about lunchtime. Um, there are a decent amount of people in here for like lunch, it seems. But it doesn't seem like it's the prime time necessarily. Um, and you don't see anyone that you would recognize as Gilded Gunners. Alrighty. Anyone acting suspicious? Uh, perception was what again? 29. Um, don't be suspicious. Don't no, be suspicious. I don't think anyone's acting suspicious. Hmm. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice place. This kind of reminds you guys, uh, at least I think Chester and Sykeer of the Longhorn Lounge a little I bit. I wasn't there. Yeah. In terms of like quality, it's not nice, as nice as that. And like that's a put on your suit, go to dinner thing. This is a little bit more, you know, sleazy. Put on your bathing suit and go to dinner. Right. This is a swim up bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chester, we need to have a talk. What? I humiliated myself so that you would be allowed to have this whip in here. What do you mean you humiliate yourself? You do that on I your free time. I try not to do this in public. Oh. I forgot we're in public. <laughs> Other people and whatnot. Thank you. I believe they're saying you owe them. I owe you. You may be forgiven, but your debts as of now are not. <laughs> you are not entirely forgiven. Partial forgiveness. I'll buy you a drink. How about that? It's a start. It's a start. You got any catnip tea? Why, yes. That's. Are you I just humiliating them further? I have to get this imported. <laughs> I didn't know there was a local seller here. Listen, you ask the right people, you can get some catnip tea. This is a, like, dwarven male bartender. You're not you looking for skooma, are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I am not a I am not a Khajiit! <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, but they, they have some nice teas. They have drinks. Uh, it is lunch, so, like, they do have, you know, a decent selection of non-alcoholic things. Uh, if you want to pay for food and beverage, you can do so. How much does it cost to get something? Let's say it will cost uh, two silver for something mediocre, five, uh, one gold for something nice. What's catnip tea? Let's call it three silver. Chester buys a catnip tea for Sykeer. I just want to get his face. <laughs> no, not really. I want to get a refreshing going to this. Oh. Ah, ah. I want a refreshing non-alcoholic beverage. How does splash damage feel, Chester? <laughs> like maybe something fruity. Or like a mimosa. A m- 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 but I said a non-alcoholic. I need to be a sharp. A sharp. That's fair. So then how much would that cost me? You'd think of all the times we play. You would know better than to not have a table of food and services costs ready to go. Yeah. We like to role play eating out. If we I came here at midnight, could we get midnight maritas at the... 
Margaritas at the Midnight Buffet. Margaritas at the Midnight Buffet. Wow. Yeah, sure. That's not very spicy. I was right. Ale costs two silver. Nice. Yeah. Something mediocre is two silver. Something nice is a gold. What'd you say you want? I want a non-alcoholic fresh beverage. Let's call it five silver. I will go with that. I have exactly five silver. Spend your last five silver? No, no, I mean, I still have, like, I have a certain amount of gold and then oh, five silver. Okay. I'm going to just spend those five silver on a beverage. It's a good idea. You seem, you seem less suspicious when you actually go to a place like this and, spend you know, money. partake. It's too late now, and I fully acknowledge that, but Jacob wants to know. If I had remembered to take double the time to add plus two to that search, would I have seen anything fun? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I get a fruity beverage. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe like you know, some cool non-alcoholic mixed drink. Get Kool-Aid. The, you get some uh, Alkenstari like mango juice. That's that carbonated. sounds delicious. Um, Chester will also get himself like a basic drink, an ale. Okay. Uh, and just nondescriptly, he'll use one of his alchemical sciences before we decide to go into the. Um, the place, uh-huh. and he'll mix it in a flask so it blends in better, important to his own ale and drink it. What are you doing? I'm giving myself Jeez. eagle eye elixir. You, He's spiking his own drink. I'm spiking uh, my own drink. Make a stealth check to conceal it. Well, this isn't a weapon. Yeah, but you're drawing out some... You're trying You're trying to do something under the slide. Now can I try to distract the person to give him a better chance? Yeah, you want to strike up a conversation yes, with the bartender? Yes, I totally, totally strike up a conversation about the drinks and all of that. Uh, I'll let you do that so you can add bonuses. What do I need to... Do I need to roll anything for it? Uh, you want to talk about my circus lore I don't have? <laughs> let me tell you about the circus. You could do deception unless you think I have deception. Else. Okay, go ahead, roll that. Can I roll I deception? also aid... Uh, what do you want to do to aid? Psykir is going to attract attention to themselves by continuing their little rant. Okay. Uh, also deception then, I guess. Uh-oh. Um, that's not bad, though. 25. Yeah, you talk to the bartender, and he, he seems pretty interested in what you have 34. to say. Um, and, <laughs> and like, I'll say whenever you're, like, nagging, arguing Psykir, with Chester while you're stealthily sneaking this into your drink uh, the bartender just kind of like angles away from you two <laughs> and start, like tries to pointedly talk to Eleanor who's not being naggy or awkward yeah Jacob uh, I got a 13 on the die plus 13 oh. plus 1 is 27 27 you're good okay you're totally fine I was actually worried because stealth I only have stealth trained so <laughs> that's why I offered to help totally fine and now I have Pretty good perception. Uh, but other than your, you know, fun little argument. Um, <laughs> but that would seem totally natural. Yeah, yeah. I, Especially after the actual argument that happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you enjoy like a good lunch, some good drinks. Uh, what do you guys want to do? We're just having like now a we really, go to our really, meeting. really late brunch. This yeah. is the first time I think an adventure path has sanctioned us role playing going out to eat. We do it all the time, though. We do it a all the time. Supper? Well, I mean, Longhorn Lounge. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we You're did it at right. the Longhorn Lounge. You got a steak. Listen, Alcastar, baby. Yeah. I got a steak. I also caused problems there. I had a carbonated mango <laughs> beverage here. I also caused problems there and had a steak. <laughs> but you it's my table. 
got my seat. We're trying um, to not cause problems this time. Yes. So I guess we're ready for our meeting. I deliberately just caused problems. <laughs> well, like interpersonal problems. Yep. We also had interpersonal problems last time. Except it was you. <laughs> you have a rocky relationship. <laughs> All right. Let's let's fucking let's get naked. Let's do our meeting. All right. So the bath uh, entrance is back here. I'll ping it on the map for you guys. You'll notice that like the front half of this is there's basically four quarters to this place. Uh, in the upper right, there's like a stage, uh, and then in the middle, there's the bar, and then uh, the bath is on the <gasps> toilet upper, like left side of it. Are you looking at the bathrooms, Jacob? I no. just drink a beverage. I, I might just, need to I use the restroom. I noticed there's a toilet. Can you see in there? Uh, yes, I can. Did you open the door? I did not. But somebody's you opening. Can. You can. <gasps> You can uh, open the door. I you open the door. <laughs> it's the bathroom. It's <laughs> actually clearly labeled the bathroom too. Uh, and then on the bottom left side of this like quadrant, there's all. Do you see that long communal table? There's another place where people are eating. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, there's bread on the table. Mm. There is bread. It looks very tasty. It looks good. Well, I'll open up this door for you. Oh, there's a steak too. That could be a pork chop. Uh, you see that there's it's rat. Um, there's <laughs> egg, like a sunny side up egg too. Oh, well, then it might be steak. Oh, yeah. Ooh. 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 Even you must sexier. Have, you must have had fun getting the music together for this one. I, I actually had a lot of fun getting the music together. This, this is one. delightful. It's like elevator music. There's a new AI tool on this uh, music license servicing we use. Uh, it's not for, like, generating music, but it's for mm-hmm. looking for music. Oh. And I looked up, like... Uh, steampunk bathhouse or something like that <laughs> music I don't know I was able to look up the this generic like steampunk but like uh, I was able to put in like speakeasy and the things about it and oh. it found the jazz for me instead of me having to like look specifically f- for like 500 tracks of jazz nice that is really nice um uh, but you go into this anteroom for the baths. Uh, you see there's candles and incense that are all aligned on the edges of the chamber. It's even a little dimmer in here. It's not quite dim light still. Um, there are we two... We have dark vision, so it doesn't matter. That's right. <laughs> there's two changing rooms. Just open all the... Oh, it's you. Okay. <laughs> I open uh, the changing room. Oh, wait. Opens. We ah! have to get out of our armor. <laughs> um, you see there's an attendant here. Uh, there's not a token. Um, as soon as you walk in, there's an attendant. It's like a human woman. It says the rules. All right, uh, it's your first time. Uh, do you have a ticket for one of the baths? We produce our tickets. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. All right, it looks like you will be in the private. Let Psycare do the talking. I just said yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you will be in private bath uh, E7A. <laughs> It's such spa language, though. Holy shit. Oh. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's it's the room the, number. It's the room number on the map. <laughs> uh, I love it. That's fun. Now, uh, I will say that everyone, uh, there is no, uh, anything you've brought in here cannot go into the bath. You must disrobe and have nothing but a towel going into there. It's for sanitary purposes. Uh, it's also for the experience. Uh, the changing rooms you'll see are on the opposite side here. Here are some towels. She gives you towels. How big are the towels? <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just comes out with a towel wrapped around his waist and his trench coat on. I'm, I'm ready. S- I'm He's sorry. got the trench coat wrapped around his waist. 
So I can't take my cane with me, even if no. I like walk. No okay. armor, no okay. anything, just the towel. All right, it's I got my fists. For security, there will be lockers in there. Here, are, you can take a key if you'd like. I will. I would like to lock up my stuff. And here's your towels, and then yeah, there's the changing rooms opposite that, and then she's basically waiting for you to finish up and then to guide you to the. Uh, Am I like? Do I have like the bath. tasteful towel that Hang covers on. just just the wrong zones, like uh, like like the blur out? It's a. Is an aid allowed? My friend here has injured her ankle recently and will need her cane. I can uh, start limping. <laughs> Deception. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Make a uh, deception check. I will do it. <laughs> I uh, have decent you can deception. aid by limping. Uh, and then that's oh, a natural oh, twenty. Natural twenty from Psyche. I aid by limping. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, of course you can take your cane with you. I totally play up the limp. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and my friend here also needs an aid. I have a cat toy <laughs> no. for them. Uh, jingle, jingle, jingle. I'm sorry. You'll have to leave that behind, sir. You don't get it twice. Oh, okay. It's like it's like <laughs> I'm obviously over here trying to limp. And you are not going to be able to bring your trench coat in. I know, I know. Uh, though unless you stop me, Chester will wear his hat in there. <laughs> There's Take nothing, off the hat. There's nothing special about the hat. It's a it bathhouse. I have such a dilemma because <laughs> by the technical rules, you shouldn't be bringing your hat in because that's just the bathhouse rules. But I, Derek, can't imagine Chester without, without his, his hat. hat. You can bring your Does hat in. Does he have in. just yes. disgusting hat hair underneath? There's a, there's a, I mean, he cleans it and all that, but he always wears his hat. There's also, you don't know this, but a cigar in the back of the hat. Just in case an explosion happens. Oh, as why do you need sunglasses are too? Because so when s- there's an explosion, you smoke the cigar and look at the explosion. Oh, I see. To look cool. Mm-hmm. Like whenever Psyche blew him up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. I do play up the limp. Uh, but you limp. You have the towel that's just big enough because I think you're the tallest person here. Yeah, as an elf, she probably is. Oh, is Psyche tall? Do their mechanical legs make them taller? Because you could have, dice. <laughs> could have used their mechanical changes to enhance their height if that was something they wanted. Uh, just curious. Cat folk usually start at about four foot five. Oh, so then you're probably short. Is that Pathfinder one e or two e or what? Uh, this looks like it's the D20 PFSRD, so first 2E, edition. Or first edition, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, if it's really set. Do catfolk get bigger in second edition? <laughs> oh my goodness, Maybe. so many tangents. Uh, plus. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, almost one. never. And blah, a two. Blah, blah. Catfolk are rarely taller than the average human, and because of their lean builds, are almost never weigh as much as a human of similar height. Psycho is four foot eight. Okay, so I you're, rolled. You're small. Uh, Sykir's towel must cover the, up a lot. Update the art, Michael Howe. <laughs> no, Sykir's standing on a box. Squishes it, yeah. What if we fucking squeamed? I think that I think that because uh, Sykir and Paimon kind of overlapped, they assumed that Sykir was also seven feet tall. Yeah. They're just standing on a box. They're a cat. Oh, yeah, and they're if also... it fits, I stand. Yes! <laughs> so Chester comes out, uh, so you, you you disrobe Eleanor, and Chester's just got the one towel and the hat, and yep. the attendant just sighs and waves you in with the hat. Psykir, I don't know and how I'm disrobing... And I'm not a thank you for the cane. ...works for you. Do you have to like also take off parts of yourself? Thank you, Kathleen. No. 
Psychir probably isn't even bothering with a towel. I see. I'll leave behind my mechanical boob. <laughs> my mechanical penis. <laughs> Just takes it off. But only one. <laughs> only one boob. <laughs> <laughs> Some Slanesh vibes. Fucking, oh uh, fucking, uh, it's like here's disrobing you here. Changing door closed. Ting, 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 the screws fall on the floor. You need a bucket to contain your screws. You it's come like, out, can I get a bucket? Just your torso and like part of your arms as you like drag yourself across the floor. <laughs> like a gorilla. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Fagunk, 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 fagunk. Can you please put these in my locker? <laughs> no, I cannot reach. <laughs> You hop on a set of wheels. <laughs> Detach your jaw so you can't speak anymore. Uh-huh. Oh no! Oh no! The weakness of the flesh. <laughs> hey, Sack here. Did you oil up before we came here? I have a ceramic coating. I'll be fine. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, uh, we're ready. And then, whenever you're ready, she guides you uh, into the private baths, which are these back two rooms. Ooh. And then she tells you to go into this room, oh, the northernmost private bath. Dark in here. Just it in case. Very Even though I have dark vision. It's the mood, Chester. Chester is so pale in this lighting <laughs> that I can barely oh. see his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see his mouth or his nose, just the eyebrows and It's the like the meme. Uh, oh, God, my, you are so milky. Does my armor only give me a plus two? Never mind, we'll bother with it it's, later. It's light armor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, and I know I wouldn't have tried to bring it in. There's a, I can't find it, but there's a meme of like a guy wearing like headphones, so there's like a webcam view, and his face is just like blown oh, out yeah. from this computer. Like this is Chester in this bath. All right, so in this room, you see a large stepped pool full of steaming water. It fills the western end of the room. You see racks of towels, um, also on the. Uh, the wall near the doors that lead uh, into the pool. Um, there's like, you can see little soap things, I think, on the map. Uh, there's a little fountain that's like spilling water it into it. It looks so peaceful. It looks very nice. There's also like different seating benches you can see, and they're like, they have different heights. They have like normal sized ones. They have some that are set really low to the floor. They have some that are set higher for, you know, smaller characters. <laughs> um, and after you, like, gets in there, uh, the attendant says, all right, Miss Ramsley will be with you shortly uh, and leaves you alone for a little bit. Uh, can ah. we enjoy this deliciously warm-looking bath? You go into the water with your towels on. Chester goes into the water with his towel on. <laughs> it's it's your like steps in and sinks. <laughs> is, it, is it nice and foggy? Oh, it's very foggy and steamy. A la Wolverine. Yeah, I'm just going to go chill this in the is, corner. This is not going to come back to bite me, though, if uh, if we do have to go swimming. <laughs> it's like, no, just take the towel and this put it on your hair. Right now. your hair. Nah, I'm good. Just teasing. But there's going to be a wet towel. That's kind of nasty. You're, you're kind of... Do you also get in the bath with your towel on, Eleanor? <laughs> Are you guys that shy? Chess is as shy. No, it's, it's nice and steamy. Eleanor just keeps the towel nearby. Uh-huh. Okay. You're probably the first girl he's seen naked, Eleanor. I ain't never been to a public bathhouse. Here, here, to make him less uncomfortable, she'll go diagonal. <laughs> <laughs> or no, 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 she'll get on the really low one so that only her, her chin up is poking out of the water. <laughs> I'm a, Chester's like, I'm uncomfortable. Psycho's kind of on 
on the steps like Yao, King of the Rock. Chester knows exactly what he's doing. You know what a wet towel is? A perfect replacement for a whip. Dear God. That's fair. You're not wrong. And Eleanor puts the cane near on that little table that she's near, just like it really is her assistive device. (laughs) Should have put these runes on a towel. (laughs) Runes on a towel. Magical rat tail. Um... So go ahead, sit your waist yourselves in here, if yep. you'd like. I'm in the water, and the towel is on my head. Psyche, like do you just flop with your, you know, missing limb? I'm joking, but do you come in here with your limbs and everything? Yes. Okay, good. Of course I do. <laughs> They're ceramic coated. You just said so. I'll be fine for a little bit. Because I was, I, was, I was stuck with the dumb image okay. of you just like... If, <laughs> if, my, if my mechanics can handle being out in a manoise where there's a lot of sand, which is the water that does not dry, I can be in this place. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. So yeah, there's like a fountain living in the water. There's also like... It's like a hot tub kind of because there's like vents in the floor bubbling in steam. Um, uh, and there's also like a pipe that comes in and dump steam into the room as well. It is like swelteringly humid sauna in here, but it's also very relaxing and very nice. Is the music playing over like a loudspeaker or something? Sure. Magical loudspeaker. Oh my god. There's a little like uh, old school record player with the big horn. Oh, there we go. You know? No, no, I think Eleanor's thoroughly enjoying this aside from the mild awkward. It's probably the most peaceful and relaxing thing she's done in a long time. She's got like in her head, I gotta come back here. Is it before we get into this next scene? Is there anything you want to do? Say anything while you're in this room. You have your cane. You have your improvised whip. Chester, you look rather uncomfortable. Biker's gonna start buffing their parts. Hot water. <laughs> Not used to it. It's nice. Yeah, but May Eleanor used to get like a, a season pass. <laughs> yeah, she's making a mental note. I need the season pass for this place. What if there's a water slide somewhere? <laughs> I'm sorry about the fur that you're going to get on you. That's right. <laughs> it's like Eleanor just passes you the brush from the counter. The brush. Uh, after a couple minutes, uh, you see the door opens uh, and a lady steps in. <laughs> oh, she's so cool looking. Uh, this is, you assume, Miss Vivelle Ramsley. Uh, let me show you her art. Oh, she's so fine. Dwarf? She is a dwarf. Ah. Uh, I love her. Dwarf woman in the art, she is like smoking a really fat cigar. And she has ah. gloves. She has white gloves and like a blue dress. And this, yeah, and this she's like jade. beautiful. She's such an angular face. It's delightful. Um, and she says, you must be the uh, folks I've been sent to meet with about some sort of attack on my establishment. Yes, Howdy. ma'am. We uh, are. And she does not get in the bath. She, like, stands uh, talking down to you guys. It's like here we'll stand. Well, it's nice to meet you. Now, tell me what Eleanor you know. stays in the water. <laughs> so, as I'm sure you've been, as per my previous email, um, <laughs> don't get passive-aggressive. <laughs> as I'm sure you've already been updated on, uh, we have a vendetta against Mugland, who has currently been in the care of the Golden Gunners due to a debt. We believe that he is trying to pay off that debt by breaking in and stealing from you. Mugland? I assure you, 
That, that little man is nothing but a chump. My security can handle his petty goons, I assure you. You sure about that? With all due respect to the power of the almost said flesh, folks here, <laughs> we believe him to be using a reverse-engineered pyronite. It's a mighty dangerous substance. Pyronite? What is that? I feel like I've heard about it. It is a... Oh, wasn't that in the news a couple... explosive. Weeks ago? I see. Well, I don't think Muglin has the chops to do anything like that. And his yes. goons will be quite ineffective. Uh, he may not. However, he stole from my disciple the formula for it. He has access to the creation of it. And I have lost something very dear to me. To an inferior version of this. I tremble to think what could happen with a successful batch. Ma'am, I saw Pyronite in use. A size of the, a, a batch the size of a pea blew the doors clear off a safe and part of the auditorium. It ain't stuff, it ain't nothing to mess around with. Uh, why don't you guys make a... Diplomacy? Uh, I believe this would be diplomacy check to make an impression. I will assist. Um... Hey. And Eleanor says nothing because the person who was working on that was the person who Al died in the fight to, and she's a little bit extra sad. Actually, yeah. she kind of sinks in the water a bit. My criminal connections in an area where we have connections roll society, GM decides the use, to meet important criminal or gain favor in return for future favors of their choice. Could I roll society? Are you doing that to aid, or are you also making an impression? I would like to all... If I'm doing society, I'd like to also make an impression. Okay. If it's possible. Yeah, both roll. Okay. I got a 25. 25? Mm-hmm. I got a 15 plus 18 for... 33. 33. Nice. Wow. You don't um, need me to help. You can imply that uh, some, she lost someone I, I who was working on this. I was happy to aid if I was using diplomacy, because that's mm-hmm. only plus 10. But if I can use society, I, I've got a pretty good society. Uh, I'll say psych here. So you got a 25 total. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're really getting through to her. She's just like, I know he can be a dangerous man, but you got to just trust me, sugar. You gotta trust me that I know what I'm doing here and I can run things. And then what did you say, Chester? Uh, Chester mentioned that um, he was there at the auditorium the day the the uh, demonstration was given and how such a little amount of pyronite did such a large amount of damage. Right. And if you'll let me keep going, Chester will also add on to that for his underworld connections. And uh, I know your people are perfectly competent, but I don't know if you've heard a thing about the uh, powder keg punks. You know, that gang that used to be around, we took them out, and we're here to offer our uh, assistance to you and your people in protecting your establishment from muggling. And with that, Chester, you beat the DC. Um, Psykir, you were one off. Oh. Uh, uh, So it's sort of story-wise. Psykir says a lot of stuff. Chester adds a little extra, and it finally gets her mind. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. says. Well, uh, so mechanically, for those interested, Make an impression moves you up a standing step. Mm-hmm. So she's initially neutral to you guys. So just so you know, but she'll be friendly. Well, I can't, I hope you understand that I can't shut down my business on rumors and superstition, though I do understand the threat and I, I understand your capability. So if you'd like to stay and keep an eye out, please be my guest. However, I don't think you should be, uh, you should be keen to not draw attention to yourselves. 
And with that, I'd ask you to please continue to only stay in the area where the patrons are and don't make yourself suspicious by going into uh, the kitchen or uh, the private saunas or anything to hide out. We wouldn't deign to be rude, ma'am. But if you want to stay here, then by all means. It seems that you are pretty confident about this and... Well, well, hell, if Muglin does decide to strike, maybe you'll be able to help push back his idiot goons and teach him another lesson. Eleanor's like, can I also get you a card for this business? Oh, <laughs> us, of course. Enjoying the baths, are we, miss? Much. Very much. Excellent, excellent. Did you have something to say, Sakir? Yes. Uh, I would press for access to where people would be likely to break in, ma'am. Well... Then it should be pretty simple. Keep that front door guarded and there shouldn't be anywhere for them to get in. They're going to blow a hole. I love, we're all talking about people blowing up in security and there's just this peaceful music yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. You're in danger. Dun, dun, dun. I will say that like, it seems that the only real way to blast in would be close to the entrance because of the okay. shape of it. It kind of like goes deeper under the oh. city. Says, she okay. says, well, I, unless they have a whole lot of that pyronite, what's it? Then I don't know how much they'd be able to break in through the other ways, but, you know, you know you keep an eye out. Most of the establishment is uh, the public side of it, so if things go down, of course, you can run into the kitchen if that's where the trouble is. Uh, so we can follow them into the more sensitive areas if they get past us. Of course. All right. But I just don't want you to cause a scene or appear like you are extra bodyguards. I think the best way to handle this would to appear to be just excited patrons. We gotta keep your image intact. I got you. Precisely. I must also thank you, ma'am, for not closing down this business while we are anticipating this attack. My chop shop guy will be very happy to have new clientele. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little menacing. Yes, I'm sure he will. Well, I must be back to my affairs. Hold on, real quick. Uh, What do your guards look like so we can tell the difference? Uh, She'll describe them, and for your sake, on the... um, That's a good question. None of them are new, but uh, all of the... the, These guys, I'm going to ping them on the map for you. They have the same token, our guards. It looks like an elf lady. I'll actually show you the art Oh, here. the elf oh, okay. lady yeah, was. we know. Okay. The elf yeah. lady the is the guard. The one who lady. met us at the front. This is their artwork, by the way. Three oh. of them were standing Oh, yeah. In that picture, they look like yeah, guards. They look cool. Nice. nice rapier, a little gun. I realized I had the guy pat- the person patting you down, who was one of these, spook like this. <laughs> that stays in. That looks like somebody who's from the shackles. Hey, their voices don't have to match their physique. Was it, we're quoting Muppet Treasure Island today. Big, fat, bug-faced baby eating O'Brien. Aye. Aye. Beautiful lady steps forward. Oh, does that mean we can um, have weapons and stuff? Uh, if you need to stash some armaments, uh, perhaps talk with one of the guards and they can hold them for you. I. But not matter. on your person. Does, doesn't matter because we already have them, but it is figured. <laughs> um, and then she's going to uh, bid you adieu and peace out. Um, Eleanor makes sure she stays for the entirety of their 15 minutes. <laughs> She's taking advantage of this. Uh, Kat is saying, the one time I got to be in a super fancy spa, I ate up every second of it. I except, bet. Except for the sauna room where people started taking off their robes. That uh, part, 
I was like, you know, this steam's getting to me. It's because the eucalyptus smells a little bit strong. I'm going to head out. <laughs> Chester's not so pasty in the water. No. Uh, but yeah, you guys can hang out here for a little bit. If you want to spend money, you can hang out here for longer. Uh, no, once it's no, out, I'm not spending once money. the free hmm. stuff is over, Chester gets out. I grab my towel on my way out. Dra- grab your <laughs> sopping wet towel, t- Chester, as you get Mine out of the water. Mine is not sopping wet. Is there yeah. no light in this hallway? Mm, uh, I think it's just dim. It, are the towels just as wide as Chester? Yes, it they blends make- into Chester. <laughs> they appear like a little off-white, actually. I change. Next to him. <laughs> Probably. You get changed. Yeah. You go back in. Yeah. <laughs> you change back in. Psych here. I don't know. I believe he dropped a screw. I can't do an air dry, uh, a heat, uh, hair dryer noise. Yeah. Do you shake Psych here? No. Probably in the sauna room, but. No. Psych here's not a dog. All the candles go out in the ante room. Do you do the foot wiggle thing with your mechanical feet like it's instinct? I cannot feel them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we change back into our clothes. You get back in your clothes. You reassemble Psych here. I make sure to still uh, pretend I have a limp. Chester gets his whip. Um, I replace my whip with my whip. You all feel so nice and clean. And you are able to go back out. Uh, all Chester, ready to go. Chester did wash his hair while he was in there. Was oh, so he took off a hat? Well, he took it off temporarily. Yeah. Okay. Long flowing hair. So is Chester's hair just damp? <laughs> He's got he a tries ring. It. By by the way, Eleanor's cr- little waviness is a little bit frizzy after that. I bet she is absolutely clown winged wigged out here. She's like pulling it into a ponytail trying to make it look less clown wig like. You got that uh, oh, Maybe she braids it off. What's her name from Mer- Meredith? Merobiba? From Brave. I almost Merida. said Merobiba. Oh my god. <laughs> Merobiba. Merida. Merida. Yeah, Merida. Merida. She, she's like over here str- frantically trying it's to braid it back into submission. my hair. Uh, Don't Chester, ruin my accent. Chester will uh, go back outside. Okay. Uh, where do you guys want to hang out? He'll uh Let's pick a table. I'll make eye contact with one of the guards to make sure they've been introduced to us, you know, told about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wink at you. There we go. And let's pick a, a seat near the entrance. In fact, you see uh, uh, briefly Ms. Ramsley, like, pointing out to you guys, talking to the guards. Ah, yes, I would like to sit somewhere nod. within 30 feet of the entrance. Me too. Okay. <laughs> but- Actually, I can be within 35 feet if I use after you. Uh, where do you want to put yourselves on the map? Uh, um, I like this table over here. Yeah, let's see that table. We're not, they won't see us immediately until they get past the Are you hall. all going to sit together? Actually, you know what? Chester will sit at the bar. Okay. I'm a frontline fighter, so I'm going to sit over by here. Oh my goodness, this is a fighter. Fighter. I'm a frontline fighter. If you're a frontline fighter and you bring a bastard sword to every fight, that's what it feels like to drive I'm a Ford be truck. A fighter. You know, she's just going to take up residence at this table over here. All right. And that there table over there. Under there table there. <laughs> Where's Sykir? Sykir's still screwing themselves together. So are like, it takes longer to construct than deconstruct. Are all of the guards female elves? 
Is there like a theme going on here? They're, it, it they're does, triplets. It does seem to be a theme. Okay. Uh, and you do see the... It's like a Hooters. <laughs> I know, I was going to say. Sexy attendants, sexy oh guards. Oh my god. Very buff female guards with weapons. Uh, there is more of them, you think, because they, some of them go into the kitchen area and you don't see them come out, but you'll see another one you didn't recognize come There's out. There's even more triplets. Where is the like kitchen area? Uh, back here, uh, and then, bottom left. And where was the other area we couldn't go into? Right there? The private baths, because obviously money. So there's a kitchen, There's a, where's the vault? Uh, you have no idea. Should have asked that. Not where it is, but like the general area. Yeah, I know, she probably wouldn't have told us, but... That- as far as you can tell, it's like completely concealed somewhere because there's just the kitchen and then on the other side there's the baths. Well, let's say the Muglins and his cronies would be, have done their research, so we just follow them when they get inside. I mean, it's fair, but mm-hmm. hopefully they won't get too far in. Who knows? Maybe if we help her out, she'll give me a discount in the future. Uh, she'll so make you a VIP. Looks like oh. Eleanor's going to be at a table near the door. Uh, Chester Williams is at the bar, and so is Psyche here. You know how some people pick out a strategic seat in a restaurant so they have a good view and they know what's going on? You know This what? is a really nice strategic seat. I'm going to... I'm gonna sit with these guys. <laughs> just hang out. Mm-hmm. You just watch out of all the patrons in this bar, they're going to be killing colors. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Are they also gay elves? No. I have okay. more. They look like humans to me. If you're given too many gay elves, it won't be special anymore. It, it's always special. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> but they won't be nearly as charming as the ones we met. They could be. No, never as charming as those two. Especially the completely Thin silent brand. one. That's right. Nothing's more charming than absolute silence. Amen. So, you guys hang out for a while. The lunch crowd, you know, comes and goes. Uh, the afternoon crowd is a little bit lighter. Different people coming in. And then the dinner crowd comes in, and it's a lot more busy. You can kind of have a lot more going on. Um... And so you've basically decided to all split up, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. are you all wearing? Chester's just trench coat, right? Trench, uh, his his outfit and his trench coat. What what's the like? What color trench coat? What's your outfit again exactly? Oh, it's a dark trench coat. Black is where you go with when it comes to trench coats. Okay, not like a Cowboy dark brown hat. leather. Mm-hmm. That way he can pop the collar and hide behind it if he wants to. You know, as at the bar, he's got to be mysterious. Okay, and we're in Alkenstar, so you're not going to be a hooded figure. You're a trench coat with the collar popped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Psyche, here, what are you wearing? Cargo pants and a t-shirt. It's the normal fare. My armor. Armor? Like, you got any robes, or you're just, like, cat in armor with your mechanical bits? Psyche here is not one for subtlety. They are sitting directly, like, in line with the door. <laughs> Staring okay. at everybody So you have, like, the dark-colored hood on still, kind of like your token art, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. Eleanor, what is Eleanor dressed in here? Eleanor probably fits in the most. She's got her ruffly collar, her spiffy. Yeah, she's got like ruffles down the front of her shirt, her high neck shirt. She has her um, spiffy stripes. Um, Her lever armor is carefully polished. And she's wearing the bowler hat that she's fixed up a little bit to make it look fancier. And what were the colors on the like ruffle like shirt and stripes? Like a pink and purple. Oh, okay. okay. I'll I'll show you what Chester's wearing. I just looked because I didn't know if it was technically a trench coat or like a duster. Because it's not like a trench coat like you'd wear today. It's a western trench coat. Uh huh. But I found this, and I think this looks 
pretty dope. Hmm. Oh, that is pretty sick. It's like a a, a long coat, petticoat. Not what a petticoat. Like petticoat. Oh, that's no. so aesthetic. What is the long tails on the coat? Is then a sure. tailcoat. Tailcoat. Yeah, tailcoat. I don't know. Fashion. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, apparent. Yeah. Okay. And she's got like her. She's got her like legging type pants, like with the knee high boots and all that. <laughs> you always ask us what we're wearing. We're always wearing the most. This Eleanor's is, rather just spiffy. Like, this is like the Longhorn Lounge. And there's like a brooch in the middle with, of the ruffles. What, Chester had an orange suit on or something like that? Perfect. Uh, okay, so towards the end of the day, a couple new people, you know, a lot of new people come in. Um, one in particular is this very, like, tall-looking... Uh, you don't think Halfling. you saw him come in exactly. You, know, you, you may have, like, missed it, but, like, you notice looking around at the bar, there is this, like, tall beefed up looking cat folk. Oh, man. Oh. At the bar? Uh-huh. How close to Chester? Uh, uh, He's probably like three seats down. Okay. Uh, do you make conversation with him? Chester will look at him and nod. Nods back at you. He seems to get a drink. Uh, and then he looks over in Sykeer's direction. He orders two catnip ales. Oh! oh I love I'm it! getting a drink! <laughs> I'm about to be poisoned. <laughs> Uh, Just watch it carefully, Chester. And he, oh, Chester's uh, watching. And he goes over to Psyche and says, "Pardon me, <laughs> don't see many of my kind out here. Would you care to share a drink?" Slides one. Is Psyche getting hit on? I'm sorry, but I'm afraid of, afraid of barbed penises. <laughs> Uh, Chester... Uh, no, that's not what I say. I know. Uh, but before he actually gets there, Chester's going to watch him as he carries the drinks and make sure he doesn't put anything in one of the drinks. Make and Eleanor's just sitting there holding a drink very posh, like... Yeah. Sipping on it occasionally. That's a natural one for a total of 16. No oh idea. God. Looks fine. Can what I do you observe say, it? Uh, sure. But I'm, I'm further away. Would I be able to tell? Yeah, just harder. Oh, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> Oh. oh, I rolled a five. Uh, but my perception is decent. That is a total of 17. 17? Yeah, it looks fine. Um, and you didn't notice it when you come over, but as he sits down and hands you the drink, one of his hands is mechanical from the Uh-oh. wrist up. Oh, oh, oh. So, no, like I, I didn't like get your other. name. Hopefully I can get that for a drink, and he sits down. Do, do they look any different? The drinks, are they the same color? Uh, make a perception check. <laughs> Watch this just be a totally innocent... That's a four! It looks fine. Okay. Interaction, and we're just hyped up nervous. What's your perception? Plus 12. I rolled a oh, four. four. okay. So it's a 16, but not good enough to really notice anything. Yeah. Um, Psycare will accept the drink and, and do the little, like... I'll, I'll also count as a sense motive. It just seems like a nice dude. And, like... Does the little trace the top of the glass with the finger mm-hmm. thing kind of <laughs> idly? No, no. <laughs> Remember, the fingers are fleshy. Psychir has They're had healing hands. Psychir has had these digits and been metal for <laughs> time. But you're all you have your healing hands on. They wouldn't break the glass. When Drow said time. They looked off to the side. Really nervous, like. What do you do? I was like, fuck, I haven't thought about a... He's asking for your name. Chester! <laughs> do you have a fake name? Psykir wouldn't do this. Psykir's already already thinking that they found a kindred spirit, so oh. they're going to be like, uh, probably trying to recruit him. 
just call yourself the observer. Ooh. It is a rare opportunity indeed to sit with one who uh, would find my tastes palatable. I greet you. I am the observer. And this guy, he's wearing like a like uh, standard like Alkenstari thing. He's got like a rolled up dress shirt. So mm-hmm. you can see his bulging forearms. Are his whiskers a mustache? He has a bright <laughs> indigo blue vest. What color catfolk is he? We need to know. It looks kind of similar to Psykir. Oh, a, a sand cat? Yeah. A sand cat look? Yeah. Uh, and he has like the bright like blue jacket or a vest on him and like a darker indigo set of dress pants. Like pleated and everything, it looks nice. So this cat folk dude is hot. Mm-hmm. You should have really played Drow and just made him a palace cat. <laughs> That's Drow, not Psych here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Palace cat is where it's at though, but Sand Cat is really good. Well, he says, "I see. What did you, did you say? Your name? Uh, the Observer. The Observer. Ah, you are called the Observer. I adopted the ways of the town here. I just go by." Jim, and he raises G E J E M. Is his name? Okay. Jacob can't take it. I didn't actually make that name up. Is this? Did you AI generate this guy? I didn't make this one up. That's all I can say. He's supposed to be here. Uh, and he raises a. Do I know this guy? Uh, with your perception so check. Nervous. No. Like, is this? Is this? You said he's sand catty too. A little bit, yeah. Oh, you're worried that you might recognize this guy from your tribe or something. You don't recognize him from your tribe. Okay, I'm worried this is like a distant relation. He looks more adapted to city life than you have. Like, he looks more human-dressed. Okay. Uh, And he says, you got a lot of of hardware going on there. Is there a fun story behind any of that? Any danger or excitement? I blew up. That is very dangerous, but you survived. (laughs) <laughs> in in my younger years, I was not quite as adept with my abilities, and it did cause me a bit of minor strife. I see. Well, looks like you've grown quite strong, and your steel gives you a lot of certainty in the way you stride. Bam! Do you too find certainty in the strength of steel, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always thought this... Uh, <laughs> This was going to be a great loss for me, but I got to say the grip strength on this is pretty, pretty good. Did the tavern really hold on? Did the tavern go quiet when they slammed on the table for a second? <laughs> Definitely got some attention. You are sure excitable. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Are you in town for a long time, or you live here? I don't know what to do. <laughs> Drow is struggling. You have a lot of flags in front of you, but you can't. I have but your so color, many. I have. There are so many red flags, but I'm just a kitty. I'm colorblind. <laughs> Listen, sometimes red flags are to run towards. They're pretty. Sometimes you just gotta fall for it. I didn't roll well. I. I'm so hesitant. I'm so hesitant. I'm so hesitant, and I don't like this guy. Do it. The but, gears uh, on here move with such smooth. You shut the fuck <laughs> up! <laughs> uh, he is speaking uh, your language. Do, do you use WD80? Wow. Wow. Uh, he pulls a like Hank Hill sized WD40 and like. <laughs> <laughs> the jaw just unhinges. I have lubricants. Fucking there's a little stop. There's a pressure gauge on Psyche here, like on the back, it's going <laughs> turning. 
turning slowly toward the red section. Yeah. I will be in town for quite a while. Oh, well, that's great. Uh, And he talks to you for a little bit. We don't have to get into it too much. Is Psykir, how does Psykir treat this? Psykir is still very much so on a mission. Uh huh. So he's probably getting, unfortunately, like maybe 30% of their attention. Okay. Like they're still being social. Uh, But they definitely are keeping an eye on the front door. The temptation just to pull out the whip and drag it behind Chester slightly and wiggle it behind him is so strong. <laughs> just to but see what this wants. cat would do. <laughs> how how excitable how are the cat folk cute. in general? Uh-oh. This Game is, Master privately a, rolled some dice. This is Uh-oh. a question that you'll never be able to answer <laughs> if you don't take this opportunity right now. I can't. I can't. I can't. You can't draw attention to yourself also, like that. Also, you're closer than he is. So mm-hmm. You beat him to it. Just walk past. Oh. (laughs) You okay there, GM? I'm fine. Did you roll bad? It's fine. You good, buddy? I'm Uh good. Fine Uh, is not a good word. It's okay. Um, Doesn't it suck? But, like, he's kind of laying it on. He's very interested in you. He asks about your clockwork, Ripperdock, and is all sorts of interested. Mm -hmm. And at one point in time, he says, hey, I, uh, uh, Came in here a little after work. I'm uh, looking to blow off some steam. Excuse me? He's going to offer you a private bath? You interested in uh, enjoying the fine bath of this establishment? Oh my oh. goodness. Now I'm, you should be nervous. I'm my about treat. to get killed. Hello, bug daddy. I'm about to get dead. Uh, and he just seems like really interested in you. <laughs> This is a very tense table right now. I don't know. You can't see the looks on the faces and the nervous shifting, but it's happening, y'all. It's happening. How long are you going to be in town, Jim? You seem to be very... I know. I know. You you seem to be very well adapted to it. Are you staying locally? I'm in here on a short job. Fuck. How short? Can I have, like, I just got out of a bath. Can I have, like, three hours? <laughs> I'll, I'll overheat. <laughs> it has been a while. It's been, like, four hours since your bath, maybe. But, yes. Uh, do you, Are you saying no? <laughs> you should at least oh, have a drink my, first. It's my treat. You've had the drink. Oh, no, I've they had have had the a drink. drink. Watch out for that cat dip. You can say no. I gonna let it die decide. That's a two. What would Psykir do? What would Psykir do? I don't know how lonely Psykir is. We're on a mission. This is a mechanical cat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not only that, this someone is, they may be able to pull into their new faith, is, right? Yes, this is a follower. This is almost... Like, are you trying to seduce a follower? This is almost as bad as when we were playing Derek's homebrew game and we found a succubus who was... Clearly evil, and you were like, guys, Hear let me, me out. go spend time with her. I'll be fine. <laughs> that didn't go well. And we were all like, no, and like, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> no backup plan. <laughs> okay. Guess I'll die. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I was playing an amnesiac rogue. That was pretty in character for him. 
<gasps> if Psycure like signals or something, Eleanor could just end up sitting closer to the private baths. I think at this point, Chester and Eleanor are like I mean, watching. Clearly it. noticed. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally sitting where I can see them. Yeah, <laughs> just staring at him. Uh, what do you say? He seems to be, you know, gently encouraging. He's not being forceful or anything. <laughs> Give me such hard decisions. <laughs> You know you wanna. I do! I would be so lost if I were you right now. <sighs> yeah, I feel kinda lost. Do it. Do it. Okay, okay I'll do it. You'll do it? Mm-hmm. All oh right. My goodness. I'm, I might make <laughs> my way subtly toward another table. He walks up and he pays for the room, gets a ticket, takes you back to the antechamber. Oh, I'm gonna go sit over here and order a drink at the bar. You so see, I can it's like see. here, get up with this big, beefy cat folk. Which I say big and beefy, they're both like, you're like four foot eight, and he's like five foot three. Chester is now That's going to drink another Eagle Eye elixir. Um, can okay. I order, can I be like, bartender, uh, does this come with a refill? You can just do this trick again. I know, yeah. 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 Uh, you head back to the room. I'm near. <laughs> Get <laughs> and the, <laughs> the attendant looks at you with like a raised eyebrow, uh, leads you back to the oh. same private bath. This is so nerve-wracking. I'm about to get dead. What are you guys going to do? Oh, I don't know, because one of us still needs to watch the... I know. He's not going to try and hurt you. He's just a distraction. Okay. Or he'll He's try a distraction. to hurt you. Oh, I shouldn't have got... Chester, I'm gonna stay up here because I'm the fastest. Trust Psyche here. He will stay where he is. But I'm I'm I moved where I can still get to the front entrance, but I could also get to Psyche here. All right. I I made this strategic, but also tried to ask about a refill for my drink so I don't look uh, too suspicious. Psyche here, you see him come into the bath. He's like, have I have pectorals. I felt this guy? Like, does this seem like a like a. Like the little hat deal, I'm blushing. <laughs> He's got these bulking, furry pectorals. Stop! You can see the abs Stop. rippling. No! <laughs> I don't like this. He, he's holding his towel with his clockwork I hand. I don't want this. Opens the door and goes in. It's like, ah, nice to see you now that we're alone. Uh, he moves into the oh, room. No. Um, <laughs> Draw was melting into their seat. <laughs> I'm so fucking scared! Private <laughs> path. Uh, and then uh, as he like lets go of the towel oh to God. enter the bath. I cannot do this. Uh, he transforms I thought so. suddenly oh. and you see standing before you a blue humanoid being with a staff and a hood that looks like this. Oh, that's sick. Now we're alone. We can get busy and then Uh-oh. unbeknownst to you Chester oh no they t- it was a distraction how could we resist how could you resist <sighs> I knew I knew uh Chester uh. boy uh, <laughs> you see bursting and I do mean bursting and knocking over one of the guards into the the speakeasy you see three familiar beings knock over the guard and run into the tavern. They're these hooded, like gaunt-looking, humanoid shape. <gasps> Those! With a, yep. a big Whoa. old eye. Oh, shit. Uh, it is the thing you fought before that, that whispered in Chester's mind. Shoma. It's an agosh div. 
So Psyche here is alone with this blue person that has transformed, and these Agash divs have burst into the spe- the steaming kingdom. And that's where we're gonna pick up the ne- next episode. Oh, of course. Oh. Woo. I got Ooh. the vapors. I get to fight naked. I got the vapors. Oh boy. That was that was that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. You were laying it on so thick. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. We are also on threads, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, check out our coffee page. You can find us at coffee.com slash third gallon. That's K-O dash F-I forward slash third gallon. Our theme music for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie. And you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Michael Gelfie. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm